Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. I am beyond excited with the guest that we have on deck today. Uh, For those of you who know him, you will understand where my excitement is coming from. And for those of you who do not know him yet, you are in for a real treat. Uh, I'm going to introduce you today to Edwin Quijada. He's a transformational emotional intelligence coach. He's a keynote speaker and a leadership expert. He's a member of John Maxwell Team's mentorship program, a certified human behavior consultant, and a member of the renowned Steve Chandler ACS Coaching School. And for those of you who know, he belongs to that prosperous coach community, which, as you know, is a very powerful community. Uh, I could be here all day, folks, citing his long list of accolades. But from my personal perspective, Edwin is one of the most generous coaches out there. He is my personal coach, and I'm honored uh, to say that. So I have firsthand confirmation of the power of his fearless coaching, which we're going to be talking about that today. And above all, I have the honor of calling him my friend. So welcome, Edwin. Berta, I was listening to you do the introduction, and I'm thinking, I want to meet that person. (laughs) You know, because it still feels unreal. That's actually... You were talking about me. Yes. So um, I feel humble and I really very appreciative of you inviting me to your to your show. And I'm um, looking forward to having a very nice conversation. Absolutely. And super excited that you made the time, Edwin. I know you're busy and you've got a lot going on. But but again, I just know what a tremendous blessing you're going to be to our listeners. And and again, I'm tickled, guys. So this is going to be fun because we're, we're just going to have, like Edwin said, a conversation and and I guarantee you that you're going to learn a lot about coaching. I, I want you to know that I have probably learned more about what it means to be a powerful coach from Edwin than I could have learned if I had gone out there and gotten 20, 20 different certifications from different places. And And it's something that he lives by. Right, Edwin? I know you're not going to take credit for it, but I, I want you to know, and I if I haven't said that out loud to you, I'm telling you now. It's been it's been really an amazing journey. You know, I'll take the credit if you give it to me, <laughs> right? But um, the power is within the people that that I happen to associate myself with. Mm-hmm. That's where the power lies within them, not me. But I'll take it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Edwin, let's talk a little bit about that because uh, I know that you really early on put yourself in a position to really master the craft. Okay, if 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 we if we can call it that, and and I know, and I have the 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 bird's eye view of knowing your story and your transition into into really building and becoming the coach that you are today. But can you tell us a little bit? Just walk us through those those early days and what really catapulted you to say, you know, what if I'm going to be, you know, the best that I can be, I really have to take this step? What, what did that look like for you? You know, wow, you, you brought me back really to, to the early years of my transition into coaching and mm-hmm. probably not my, my best years and probably my best years at the same yes. time. Yes. Because it wasn't what I would have expected. You know, I made the joke all the time that the only thing that I had left to do back in those days when the fears were all over me. You know, am I going to be able to pay my rent? You know, can I, can I afford to pay my car? Did I make the right decision? And all those 
you know, fear-based thoughts that were coming to me. I barely had time to allow myself to really go out and try to create clients. Mm -hmm. And I was really focused on the fear and try to find clients. And the only thing that I was not able to do was to go to the beach, take my shoes off, and write one of those cardboards say, I would coach you for free or for food. <laughs> that was the last thing that I left to do because I thought I've tried it all. Yeah. Um, but it was one thought that came into me that I got a hold of because it was far in between, back in those days, positive thoughts that we have. Mm -hmm. And it brought me back to the one thing that if I had a chance to go back and to tell myself, you know, 15 years ago to do one thing, it would be don't believe your own stories. Mm. Cause that changed for me. And I started to think about it. Guess what? I am good enough. All I got to do is put in the time because it's not going to happen automatically. And I started to find powerful coaches mm -hmm. that will help me along the way. You know, isn't it funny though that we are in the business of helping people? But we oftentimes believe that asking for help is weak. Mm -hmm. And therefore we don't. And we continue to get the same results, right? And we continue to do the same things and get the same results and then we wonder why. Mm -hmm. And that was the shift that took place for me when everything started to change because I started to change myself from the inside out. Mm. I love that. I love that. And so what, so what did that look like? What was that? What was that step? Because I think it's, and, and I think you, you painted a beautiful picture of what all of us go through. If not all of us, uh, most of us go through when we, when we decide to make that shift, you know, and for those of, for those out there who, who have, who have had the courage to jump off and go all in uh, to, to coaching and not half-assing things, um, was there, was there something that you knew you needed to do to really say, okay, now I'm committed? Absolutely. And you said it, yeah. but we all want results, all of us, mm -hmm. but it requires certain sacrifices for you to get what you claim you really want. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was take the time to understand that it was a process not just because I have found success in my previous life, mm -hmm. that that success will automatically transfer into the new venture that I was undertaking at that time. And it wasn't mm -hmm. like that. It was the same way I built before I needed to build again. The only difference was that I was not a beginner. I already have that information within me. A lot of things I've learned, but I was not taking advantage of that. I was seeing myself as a brand new coach and I wasn't, I was a brand new professional coach. Mm. I was not a brand new coach. Wow. And then I realized that it was a process and the best thing that I could do for me, it wasn't just going after more accreditations mm. and more things to put right after my name. No, it was about me. It was time for me to practice it and coach and coach and coach and five people that need a coaching and mm. keep coaching and find a way how to do it my way. Mm. And that is what changed for me. I love it. I love it. And you know, what's crazy 
Edwin, that as you're saying that, I, I think that for a lot of us, because I even struggled with that at the beginning, you know, I, when I came back from the mission trip that I talked to my mentor coach and I said, listen, does adventure coaching exist? Right. Because there was so much on the mountain that, that people were, were opening up and they'd say, Hey, I'm, can I walk with you today? Because I'm having this issue. Right. And it we're so much more open. Of course, you know, we're on this, on this mountain at this crazy elevation and we can't even think straight. And so I came back and I said, Hey, does adventure coaching exist? She goes, what do you care? It exists now. Right. Yep. But, <laughs> but what's crazy is that I had 28 years of business experience and corporate experience. And I said to her, you know, I don't want to, I, I just want to play with people who want to jump out of planes and climb mountains. And I don't want to hear the word corporate. And she says, really, <laughs> really? like, you're not going to bring that to the table, all this experience that you have. So I love that you said that Edwin, because I know high performance people and, and highly intelligent people who think that the counter sh- starts ticking again when they now call themselves a coach <laughs> yeah yeah so can you I believe that? yeah I, I, I was i was one of them yeah yeah and when we when we talk about and i love this because inevitably within conversations this question will come up or at least a version of it mm-hmm. when we talked about our own uniqueness and the way we see life the way we choose to see life applied to everything that we've learned makes us unique Mm -hmm. because our perspective is unique. And now your perspective has helped you. You want to embrace that uniqueness. If it hasn't, then it's time for you to change it so you can adopt another uniqueness that will help you become unique on what what you're doing right now because that will resonate with certain individuals that, by the way, might be the clients that you would like to work with. Hmm. Exactly. And, and, and Edwin, let's, let's talk there for a minute because you, you mentioned it as you were, as you were talking a minute ago, the difference between attracting a client and creating a client. (laughs) And I know that's your, your specialty. That's one of my favorite conversations to have with you. Can you go there? (laughs) Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. You know, um, we talked about finding clients, you know, and, and converting clients and all mm-hmm. that. And the fact of the matter is, that at least from my perspective and what I've been exposed to, mm-hmm. clients are not found, but they are created one conversation at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is, you might be talking to your next client, and if you're not aware of it, that you're creating one, you might miss that opportunity. How many times might have happened that you meet, you meet someone for the very first time and whatever they said or whatever they didn't say, automatically you must have thought, no, this is not the person that could be my client. Maybe they cannot, maybe they're not interested in coaching. Maybe they couldn't afford me. And all those stories that you make because you would think that the client for you we have, we'll have a sign that says, I'm your client, <laughs> right? And we miss opportunities. And if you talk to the individual, generally, curiosity at the beginning, at, right up front, asking those questions because you want to know mm-hmm. about this person. 
you realize that the more you are listening to and the, the more that individual is telling you, you'll be able to ascertain what the specific needs are from that individual. And that individual will be able to ascertain how his perspective or her perspective is changing just in that conversation. Mm. And you are potentially coaching your next client because they don't even know sometimes what coaching looks like because maybe they've never been coached mm -hmm. or they have been coached and they didn't have a good experience. Either way, here's the opportunity for you to allow them to experience what coaching with you looks like, feels like, smells like, mm -hmm. for them to say, I didn't know that. I was not aware of that. I want to know more. Mm -hmm. Through the process, you're creating that opportunity to engage with that individual in a coaching alliance. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's one of the, one of the, I think one of the greatest lessons and I, and I always say, and, and you know, Edwin, that I'm, I'm a huge fan and I'm, and I have so much admiration for you, but one of the, I always say, if Edwin was a superhero, he would be Captain Curiosity, <laughs> Captain Curiosity, because I've learned more about that service that we can do. And listen, we play, we play all the time with these ideas and we go into a conversation and, and we're in our heads. And that's one of the things that, that you've always helped me with so much of just, just get out of your own way. Just, it's not about you, you know? And, and, and it's that, and we're going to talk about that in a minute because I know that's, <laughs> but, um, but it's, but it's about coming from that place of curiosity. And you said it, that invitation into the Alliance with permission. How do you show yes. them what, and, and I know you call it a coaching conversation. So can you talk a little bit about that opening the space, that asking for permission, that, that way of doing it where, where you come always, you as a, as a, as a coach, always come from such a place of, of generosity through that curiosity? Well, you know, I think it's, if you if you are in this business to really help individuals, right? And you got to think about the individuals, not about you. It's, mm -hmm. it's all about them. Mm -hmm. And it begins with when asking for permission to coach someone, because we should never be coaching someone, even if we have the greatest intentions mm -hmm. to help, even if we saw an opening and we don't want to miss it because the question that pop into our head is we believe is the best question we have to ask at that moment in time we're thinking about us, mm. right? And we wanna make sure that the person in front of us is the most important person in the world because they are. Yes. yes. They're giving us their time. Mm -hmm. And when we ask for permission, it's not because we wanted to prepare that a powerful questions coming in. We don't wanna take the power that they have we want them to know that at any given time, they can say yes or no. And then they feel that space, safe space. Mm -hmm. Where they have the power, where they are in control because they are, it's their life. So if they don't want to tell me, they don't feel comfortable, what, my, what they might be sharing with me is not what they really maybe need to be sharing with me. Mm -hmm. But if I said, would, would it be okay for me to ask you this? I'm getting an opportunity to say, he's asking me, I'm in control. 
Yes. If I don't feel in a safe space, I'm going to say no. Or I'm going to go to a different topic. Or I can say, yeah. And I can go and ask mm. whatever question I think might benefit them. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, totally, totally. And I think, and I think that because I know your, 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 the uniqueness that you have and, and the fearlessness that you have as a coach that you'll go there. And that's, I, I always tell people, listen, I've had, I've, I've, I've always been blessed by having great coaches, but you know what? Edwin is, is the one person who will always call me out of my shit. Right. So, and, and I say that very lovingly, but it's funny because I always keep my, and Deborah, Deborah, I know will be listening. Deborah Workman uh, will be listening. I always keep my Russian nesting dolls. Right. And, and this is the only way for those of you who will see the video, this is the best way for me to describe the curiosity and the generosity with which Edwin comes into a conversation. He'll go and ask and do this and he'll keep going. And, and, and I'll think, okay, that's it. And then he'll do this. And then he'll do this. And until he doesn't get to that little center one that doesn't, that you can't crack open. And that's where I come in and I'm like, holy shit. There it is. There it is. And I can tell you, Edwin, and, and I can tell the entire world um, that that happens to me in every conversation that we've had. Okay. And it's because you have this, this, this compassion about your coaching within the fearlessness of going there and this total generosity component about your coaching that you're going to go there. And, and, you know, we've, we've had this conversation and, and a lot of coaches ask me, Hey, do you do, how long are your coaching sessions? And I'm like, I don't know how long they're going to be. Bring two hours. If we finish, we finish. But if we don't, we're going to keep going. And, and that's another thing, Edwin. And I want you to breathe some life into that space because I know that that's, that that's how you are. You don't, you don't go by the clock. But holy moly, you are giving, <laughs> you are giving until it hurts. Yeah. I don't think you can put time into a transformation. No. And sometimes the insights might take place within the 30 minutes. And mm -hmm. that is it. Then that is it, right? But sometimes, and you can tell um, where the conversation has not yet provided that clarity for that individual that they need it. Mm -hmm. And I can easily say, okay, well, the time is up. Let's pick this up. Then how are we serving? Or who are we serving? Yeah. If that's the case. You know, I, I spent two, three hours if that's just necessary yeah because at the end it's not about me mm -hmm. it's never about me and my, my responsibility is to make sure that i block enough time so i can be there for that individual and and i see it simplistic it, from a perspective of my curiosity knows no limits and i can go for five hours asking because yeah i am generally interested yeah on what individual's perspective in life is. I am curious because I really want to know. And because I'm curious, some of the questions that I ask, they come from the conversation that I'm having. Because mm -hmm. I want to know more and yeah. I want to know more, right? Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it takes through maybe four, maybe five to go back into the same, to get to the root cause 
or might be creating that opportunity for that perspective change mm -hmm. to occur. Yes. And that's and 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 perspective. I know that that's that's a big one for you and you. We had a conversation earlier this week about that it's not it's not even and I and I want you to talk about that. Tell me the difference between the importance that everybody puts on the result versus the importance that they're putting on on a shift in perspective if they're even considering and deeming that to be important. Well, well I think it's important. Um it, it is you know it's based on on how you as a coach have been influenced. And and you mentioned this and I'm smiling because um I was thinking about one of the questions that you provided to me on on, on the questionnaire. Yeah. And one of the questions said something about um what results can your clients expect from you? Something like that. Yeah. Right? And and I remember thinking about it. You know, is she testing me? Let's just put it in. And as I was thinking, I'm thinking, you know what? Um, that's a very good question, but it can bring some clarity for a lot of people. And, and the way that we'll answer that, and then I'll go to be more specific to your question, mm -hmm. is I would say that whatever results the clients are willing to put the time and effort to achieve, those are the results that they should mm -hmm. expect from me. Tell me if that makes sense. Total, total, total sense. Makes total sense. Absolutely. Because they're responsible for the results. Exactly. You know, it's not me. Exactly. Yes, because if I'm the one expected to deliver those results, guess what happens? Then I am the most important person in that conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not them. And who cares how important I could be? That doesn't serve them. That doesn't help them. I cannot show up to a conversation trying to be the most impressive individual or the most impressive coach that I ever met. How is that helping them? I could have no credentials. And by the way, most of the most important coaches in my life, yes. none of them have any credentials whatsoever yeah. as coaches. And they're the best coaches that I have ever worked with. Yeah. Me too. But I recognize that my responsibility is to tend the results that I claim are important to me. Mm -hmm. And that is also a perspective change if we get into the perspective. Mm -hmm. Because there is a big difference between, you know, who's responsible for the results. As a coach, can you help yourself be responsible for the results of those individuals that are working with you? Of course not. How could you? Yeah, yeah. But you could commit to, if you work with me, you're going to you're gonna get these results. And what if they're not committed to do the work that will require to get those results? <laughs> then what? You know, they all think, however, that they should be, there should be agreements about and commitment from the coach to the person they're coaching with. Absolutely. Because that is the responsibility. Show up with curiosity, mm -hmm. right? Hungry to know more. Be present during the conversation. And I'm talking about listening to a level three. Mm -hmm. Really committed to what's happening. Being in the moment. That is our responsibility. 
that we can commit to. That we're gonna show up powerfully. We're gonna, we're gonna tell our truth. We're not gonna hold anything. We're gonna be fearless to serve them. And the way we can best serve them is by telling them the things that probably nobody else has told them, but they need to hear. Right. And that we control. Right. Right. And I think you said, you said that there was a, there, there's, there's that, that, that helping them through your curiosity and, and the way that you're asking those powerful questions and coaching them powerfully to, to question that perspective, to maybe a shift. You talked about presence too. And when I, and I know that you and I have had this conversation about, about the importance of presence, the importance of not being in your head, not being predisposed to, you know, let's listen just so that we know when to ask the next question. How, how do you, if you, and, and I know that you, you coach high performance and, and top performers and, and high um, net worth people, CEOs and coaches as well. How do you, what do you tell someone about if they're saying, well, how, how, how can I be present? So everything is connected to curiosity. You want to know about the individual because you really would like to know. And then you recognize the benefit to the conversation when you are present. Think about it like this. If you are present, there is no time for you to be listening to the other voices in your head. There's no time for you to say, oh, a just of, of a very important question based on what he said. Oh, my God, that was two minutes ago. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to stop here and go back to it. Then you're not thinking about the individual. You're not listening. And you're probably missing great conversation. Yeah. But if you're really listening deeply connected to the conversation that is happening, inevitably, there will be things that probably you don't understand. There will be things that you couldn't comprehend. And you can focus there. Oftentimes, we focus on the things that we, that we heard, that we understood, mm -hmm. to ask another question. But you want to test if you're, being, if you're paying attention, then focus on the things you don't understand. Because that's going to help you to, hold on a second. So I heard you say this. I'm curious. What does that really mean? Is that because you really didn't know or didn't understand what they said? And that will, that will help you stay connected to what's happening right there. Mm -hmm. Here's the other things, the other benefit that happens to if you are truly connected, right? You're not going to go and living in the future, thinking about something else that is important, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to be able to judge the person for what they're saying. Because if you start judging, then inevitably you're going to find yourself trying to influence the conversation to which direction it should go. Mm. Because it's not going to the way you would like it to go. And that moment, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. Mm. Does it make sense? Yes, it, it makes total sense. So where, where would you say, Edwin, that you find, and I know because you coach a lot of coaches, where would you say generally we're falling short they want to they, they we all do i mm -hmm. i did it at mm -hmm. one point mm -hmm. we, we we have the need of validation mm -hmm. right 
We want to know that we're doing a good job. But yet nobody has ever been able to prove to me that coaching thing. Do you know what you're doing the wrong? Do you know what you're doing the right? <laughs> nobody has ever been able to do that. Yeah. Right? The question is, that's not the question we should be asking. Even when I'm doing the wrong, is that helping my client? And if it is, you're doing the right. It's not about us. Yeah. It's about them. I could coach someone that other three, four coaches didn't have the same impact. Right? Does that make me a better coach? No. It does not. Maybe I was just able to pay attention to what the individual was saying. Maybe I was able to get connected with that person. To be present to what's happening. You know, so it's not all the things that we believe makes us great coaches, but the most simplistic things that will make the difference in our clients. And I see that. And, and, and it is. It, I was going to say before when you said that, that it, it really is simple. We, we kind of complicate things, I think. Uh, because, yes, yeah. And again, we're just, we're just not, you know, it could be the easiest thing that we're ever doing. If we get out of our heads, right? Yes. We're just there. We're present. We're listening. Yep. We're curious. We're 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 trying to, like you say, just you're you're there to serve. We're not there to do anything else as coaches. No. no. We don't have to be experts on everything. Yeah. They do, not us. You know. So even when when we decided what type of coach we want to be. Mm-hmm. Even that is specific and simplistic approach, we have a hard time. We spend, I, I know people, coaches, that spend half of their coaching life trying to determine what would be the niche. Mm. Yes. Right? Yeah. And inevitably, the niche falls on something that they consider themselves experts on when the fact is, that they are more, most comfortable with. Mm. Big difference. Mm. Right? So that's, this, this is my, my sandbox. And I'm really good at it. I'm going to invite people here because they are within my domain. Mm. Right? And we fool ourselves saying, I can help them there. Just because I have experience there. Right? And the problem is sometimes... And most of the time, it's when we have experienced something, we become biased without knowing. Wow. And then we, there's a very thin line between the mentorship and coaching. Yes. And that does not serve our clients. Hmm. You know, so though, I love playing with distinctions <laughs> because it brings clarity you know, to, a, to a conversation. And hopefully to the way our clients' perspectives, how they see life. And distinctions and insights can make a difference in our lives. And it doesn't require, you know, a full year conversations for that to take place. It can happen in a matter of 15, 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even less. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. And I think also that that one of the one of the components of that is is and you even said it. You said the comfort. You know, are we willing to get? And I think that's and I want to ask you about fearless coaching and how you define fearless coaching, but it's really inviting people out of that comfort zone, whether they're a coach or a CEO of a, of a fortune 100 company. And I know you've, you've coached, um, you know, people in, in those categories that there's still an invitation because you're coaching and we're not coaching the problem. We're not coaching the issue. We're not coaching the career. We're coaching the human. Yep. So and, that, and, and see, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I think that, that right there, it is a, a powerful distinction what you just made, right? The, the clear understanding of we're not coaching the problem. We don't coach the profession. We coach the individual. Mm-hmm. And when you coach the individual, the individual can very easily understand what the true problem is and have to solve it. But if we coach the problem, then they become codependent. And that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to empower people. Mm-hmm. We want it to become self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Right to see that this is not my problem unless I make it my problem, and we all have the same. It doesn't matter your position, you know, your career, mm-hmm. or what your ranking is within an organization. Mm-hmm. We all require the same thing, and the thing is to have someone that cares that cares about you so deeply that will tell you the things that you need to hear, yeah. even if you don't want to. And even if you as the coach feel uncomfortable saying them, mm-hmm. because that's what you owe to your clients. And, and that's, that's yeah. this feels coaching to me, mm-hmm. right? It's not about me. And if I see something that will serve them, I'm going to tell you, you know, and I'm not going to make no excuses. And I'm going to attempt to be tactfully mm-hmm. when I say it. But even if I can't, that's not my focus. My focus is to tell you things that I am committed to tell you because that's what you need. That's what you're paying me for. Absolutely. And, and, and from a place of love, I think one of, the, one of the most beautiful things about you is that it's, it's coming from a place of love, so it's well-received. Yes. It's, it can, there cannot be a successful coaching conversation without compassion. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're all different and we need to have that empathy with the individuals that we're talking to, to have a better understanding of how they are choosing to see life, because inevitably it'll be different from the way you choose to see yours. Yeah. But we're not in the business of comparing. <laughs> we're not in the business of judgment. That's not what they pay us for. Yeah. Right? So if we put ourselves in that position and try to understand how they see in life, it is just for us to understand how they perceive the result or how they choose to see it. And it puts that into a different context for you. So when you listen in, you're more attuned to how they're describing what they see in order for you to be able to be used as that powerful sounding more for them. Absolutely. Absolutely, Edwin. And and I was gonna and I wanted you to 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 if you if you had to 
if a new coach came to you and said, Edwin, I just need, I need three things that you can tell me on how to be a really powerful coach. What would you say? And I know that's a, that's a, well, I don't know if I, I, <laughs> I don't know if I could tell me how to be a powerful coach because they would probably have to go to a, a powerful coach to say that because I don't see myself as that, but I can, I can share with them. He did. What has, he's just, he's saying, what, that. <laughs> I know, but I'm telling you, cause I've been on the receiving end. He is amazingly powerful as a coach, but go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, but, but I, but I, I could, but, but I could, I could tell them things that that I do now that I didn't do before, that made the difference in my conversation with my clients. Mm -hmm. And the three things: one is you have to become a true and effective listener. And what I mean by that is, you listen with your eyes and with your ears and with your heart. You listen for what they're not telling you. And you listen to the reason why they might not yet be telling you what they should be telling you. Mm -hmm. Second is, don't hold anything back. Don't give it all. Give your all at that moment. Repeat and that. Then Repeat that. Because I, I think that's very profound. Don't, don't give it all. Mm -hmm. Give your all at that moment. All you got there mm -hmm. at that specific moment. Because that's Beautiful. what you're there for. Beautiful. Right? And the third thing is probably very important, at least to me, is compassion. Mm -hmm. Compassion. That's a true love without expecting anything just from one human being to the other, because that's what we need the most. Compassion comes from someone that is going out of his way to understand somebody else without first trying to be understood. Wow. Big difference. That is a big difference. So, so that's beautiful. And thank you for, for sharing that, Edwin. And I'm sure you have many others, but I think, I think those three really hit home and, and I, and I just see it, I see it in you and I see it in, in the people that are around you and in, and in how you are constantly dedicated to, like you said, empowering. We don't want to, you know, have clients that we have sort of forever if they're, if they're not if they're not getting to that level it's that creating that that's that sustainability so that they can be so empowered to almost coach themselves through situations moving forward and, okay. and can, I, can i just say something to that though because yes, i think please. It's, it's important yes there's a big there's a big distinction to with having someone and, and i used to be one of them by the way mm -hmm. they used to say somebody's going to coach for me for more, longer than two years I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that back then. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I believe it, and it was true, it was because I was also stagnant. Mm -hmm. I was not growing myself. So inevitably, I could not give what I didn't have. So my clients were not growing either. So we need to be careful with that because I have clients now that be with me for longer than five years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they've been growing. But I've been growing too. Yes. 
right? So their problems are different problems, mm -hmm. are better problems, yes. are better quality problems, mm -hmm. the problems that they think they have. Mm -hmm. It's changed the dynamic too, right? But if I focus on just solving someone, solving their problems, so they're going to be dependent on me consistently. Right. And then maybe it's time for me to revise mm -hmm. my approach or to upgrade my coaching skills. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It, it it does make sense. And I and I love that you said that, Edwin, because one of the one of the things that I that I tell people all the time, listen, we need to continuously hone our craft and and get better ourselves and we need to continuously invest in ourselves. I'm I'm one of those people that's invested more in coaching myself since I've been a coach than than most people I know. But I but I know the commitment that I have not only to my craft but to I owe it to my clients. And if I'm not continuously growing and continuously investing in myself, what kind of expectation and you said it. You we can't we can't we can't expect from them what we don't expect from ourselves. We can't take them anywhere that we haven't been before. So Absolutely. so that what I love is that those of us who are really committed to to our to our practice is that we I I need to continue to stretch because I know that I would if I didn't I would get to a point where I'm not going to be able to serve anyone. Because yes. I'm, I'm just, I'm just in, in sort of this limbo land. So I love that you said that because, okay. and I heard this great story the other day. I don't remember what book I was reading and it was in there and it was about these, these two um, gentlemen who were, who were, they were whacking away. They're, they're both in a barn and they're cutting wood or cutting twigs or something for, for a project that they were doing. And one of them was just going at it and going at it. And they, they each had like a goal of, of doing 200 bushels or something like that in the day. And one of them is going and going and he didn't stop. And the other one would stop and pause. And then, and this guy kept, so when they got to the end of the day, they counted and one of them had like the 200 and the other guy had like 300. And he said, well, how can you have 300 if you kept taking breaks? And the guy said, I wasn't taking breaks. I was sharpening my, my sword. <laughs> and, and we need to continuously sharpen ourselves. Yes. Would you agree? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to upgrade um, our perspective around mastering our coaching skills, mm -hmm. right? right? Because it's not about learning more techniques. Mm -hmm. Mastering is about, is the process of, for us to hone in those techniques that we do not yet master. So it's not about just getting something else, something else on top of it, because then you're not applying what you already, your foundation. Mm -hmm. And as you apply it, you should know exactly which of those skills there are a must for the coaching world to work for you and for your clients, the ones that you're not yet mastered that you need to. And that's why sometimes it even dictates when you decide to move from one coach to another. Mm -hmm. I've done it. Right, right. Right? If, if I, what I'm getting for this individual, it doesn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, I want to tell you what's been the most important thing that I've learned from all these powerful coaches, that they are the ones who tell me. We, we've come here. I don't think that I can help you anymore here. 
but you can benefit from this individual because this individual can do this for you. I love it. Right? And I, it's my responsibility to look myself in the mirror and say, yep, absolutely. I'm here, but I cannot stop. How can I ask my clients to invest in their development if I'm unwilling to? Yes. Do the same. That's it. I can't. Beautiful. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think that that's a testament to the quality of the coaches that you're going to, because that is really our, our commitment. And, and from a, not, not just from a place of integrity, but from a place of the love that we have for our clients is, is to be able to say, listen, we, we've, we've reached base camp. This is how far I can get you. And now yep. you go there where a lot of times the coaches that are not in that space. And I, and I, I don't say this with any judgment or anything, but they, they get sort of, um, they get sort of, uh, it's, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but they, they get sort of clingy and they don't want to share their clients with anyone else and they don't want them to. And then I'm thinking, dude, this is not, you know, and we talk about this all the time. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, yes. how can this person grow and how can this person, yeah. you know? So, so I, I just love that you said that because I really, really believe that that's, that's really, and that's the best way that we can serve. The uh, best yeah, way we can serve. absolutely. And sometimes I think we, we forget really what serving really is, mm-hmm. right? And, and who we serve in. Mm-hmm. Right, so you serving? Are you truly serving them? But you expect something in return for you? Then you're not serving. No, yeah, that's a transaction. Yes, right. Yeah. And if I'm no longer able to support the growth of this individual intellectually, because they outgrow me, because I did not do anything for myself to continue to grow, then if you're really serving that individual, the best thing you can do for that person is for that person to find somebody else. Exactly. That can help them. Exactly. But if you're thinking about us and we're thinking about the income that we're not going to get because mm-hmm. that person, we're going to let that person go, then maybe we should consider going into a, a different kind of different. business. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Edwin, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? That's an easy one. Don't be afraid of screwing things up. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's just a tutti more forehead. You don't see it, but it's there. <laughs> I'm not afraid to. Yeah. I don't go intentionally to mess things up. But, well, sometimes I do. Because I want to learn too. Yes. Right? Yes. But I'm not. That doesn't hold me back as it did before. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. That was one. Yes. I love it. I love it. So Edwin, tell tell us how we can find you where and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put all your information when I when I publish the episode, but what do you have coming up? What does the rest of 2020 look like for you? Um and going into 2021. I know you've had a, a good year uh from a from a business perspective too. So yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I've been I've been blessed. Yes. Um nothing to do with me. Because it wasn't me. It wasn't that of a visionary to anticipate things. No, I just got lucky. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why things kind of worked out for me mm-hmm. this year so mm-hmm. far. Um, I do have a big uh, um, um, product that I'm putting together that I'm hoping will launch it in May 2021. Nice. And it is the 
um, can I say the what is it about? Or yeah, please. Are you kidding? Please, uh, please. Yeah. So, so it's a um, is the annual coaching intensive just for coaches, and and the focus will be on the business of coaching, not the coaching business. Mm. Right. And the reason why, you know, say kind of a melodramatic, mm -hmm. so you pay attention to, mm -hmm. is because most of the time. And I would say almost 95% of the coaches, they forget that this is a business. And, but they don't run it as a business. No. Agreed. Right? Mm -hmm. And then that's why they complain, I have no clients. Yeah. Where do I find the next client? Because they focus just on, you know, maybe marketing strategy, maybe this sort of, maybe this sort of thing. And, but the clients are not coming. And my intensive would be focused on, the different things that we as coaches have control to create the coaching clients that we want. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the one that has become a dream client for us and how to go out and do the research and then create that client. So it. it's a you know, uh, full weekend, start on Friday afternoon all the way to Sunday morning and um, hopefully May 2021. 20, nice. It'll be our, our first one here. Are you gonna we've do that? Yeah. Are you gonna do that here or abroad, like you've done it in the past? No, we've done it outside. We're gonna do it here for the first one here. We're gonna do it here. Awesome. In I Florida. Yeah. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's, what's coming up. Yes. Very cool. I love it. I love it, and that's exciting because I know that that's it's a whole different way of looking at things. You know, we we all get distracted by shiny things and whatever the new lead generation and marketing and and whatever we tend to go there. But if you have established a foundation, which is a conversation you and I have had many times, yep. the the and the process to create the clients, you're not going to be subject to what's happening out there. You're not going to be subject to yep. the latest. A gimmick, if you will, because you are you are grounded in knowing exactly how you're serving those clients and the best yep. way to, and it makes it just simplifies. Like I said, and I've I've learned so much from you in that capacity. So I'm sure that that's going to be an amazing, amazing. So if I'm not in Africa, I'll be there uh, for sure. <laughs> but um, but because we're rerouting the the mission trip that we had to cancel because of the pandemic and and it's going to be I'm hoping in June it'll be June instead of instead of May June is the is the target right now. Yep. But um but I know that that's going to be phenomenal and I know that you bring so much heart to everything that you do and 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 so much um value for the sake of 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 just how much you pour into into everyone that you are blessed, that is blessed by, by being touched by you. So Edwin, I have one more question. What's the big dream? I'm living it right now. I am. I I'm living my dream. I always wanted to have a job that I didn't, I didn't have a need to take a vacation from. Yes. So I am. And then uh, listen, I'm being humble, but I'm telling you. Yeah. That I'm, I'm living it right now. Yeah. I, I am. You know, can know. things be better? Absolutely. But if they're not better, it's because I'm not working hard enough. So <laughs> you're a realist. I yeah. love it. Absolutely. Fact. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. 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 You know, and and I think most of us are. We just don't realize. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something. You know, chasing that shiny object. And yes, you're right. And you can be investing or wasting. 
-hmm. a lot of your time, energy, and creativity going after something that is not what you really, really, really want. Yeah. But it's maybe the thing that you think you can have. And I think one of the one of the greatest questions that I that I hear you ask me, even when you're not in the room, is what do you want? Because you'll always just look at me and say, what do you want? With that smile, like, what do you want? And it really comes down to people. We need to know what we want. We need to figure it out. So, yeah. so Edwin, I am, I am beyond grateful that you um, have come on and, and, and blessed us with so much wisdom and, and, and just so much heart and so much generosity. Um, any last words before we sign off? Just don't be afraid of screwing things up. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't let that stop you. I love you know, it. because that, that's the one having your head. What if this happened? What if this happened? And before you know it, things happen, but not for you. Yeah. So let's go, go and do it and mess it up. I love it. I love it. So, so folks, uh, fearlesscoachinggroup.com. Is that right? Yes. So look up, look yes. up Edwin Quijada. You're going to, you're going to absolutely love everything his, he's about. His, his website is uh, just a plethora of, of great information. Look out for that intensive. And, and when you've got the details, let me know, Edwin. And I, I want to make sure that I, that I broadcast that as well and, and share it with the audience. They're going to connect with him, guys. I'm telling you, connect with him. You're going to want to know what he's about and, and want to know what he's up to because he's just um, a servant of, of servants and, and you're going to be blessed just to even from the first conversation. So Edwin, thank you. Thank you again, my friend for being here folks, uh, go out there and do good and be great and go play outside.